Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today we have Gabriel DeSanti. Good afternoon. Thank you. Good, Good morning, afternoon. Yeah, I mean, what time is it? <laughs> do, oh, just do, afternoon. Just do, afternoon. Do you know what time it is? You are, so, so give, us a, give us a script of what it's taking to get you here today. Yeah, I am all over the place. <laughs> I literally, four days ago, I was in Indonesia. Wow. It took me two days to get home to New York. Cool. was in New York for one day and then flew here. So I am, my time, I don't know what time it is, <laughs> but according to my watch, it's 1.15. That's some serious dedication. I'm loving it. Yes. So you're speaking tomorrow? I'm speaking tomorrow cool. just after lunch. Brilliant. Um, it's my first speaking gig. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. wow. I spoke in front of like maybe 50 people before. Sure, sure. Um, but this is my... It's a bit more than 50 people. Yeah, quite a bit more than 50 <laughs> people. But I'm not, I'm not nervous or anything. Okay, cool. I'm quite excited. Um, What's your topic? My topic is finding happiness in what you love. Okay. You know, well. like last year I experienced um, a situation where I was doing exactly what I wanted to be doing, sure. but I was really unhappy hmm. and I, it took me a long time to understand this. Like why, why was I miserable when I was doing exactly what I've always wanted to do? Sure. And so I'm talking about that tomorrow mm. and giving my experiences. That's quite a, that's quite a, so you're doing exactly what you want to do, but you're not happy. Yeah. And it was completely an environment thing. Okay. Um, based on, it, it just was a toxic environment. Right. Okay. Um, which was unfortunate, mm. but it was such an eye opener because uh, a few years ago I, I was in a corporate environment and the reason I left the corporate environment was because my environment got toxic sure. and I wasn't happy doing what I liked anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I left to go work for myself because I was like, oh, if yeah. I'm working for myself, there's no way that I could be unhappy. Sure, sure. And then sure enough, I find myself <laughs> in this situation where I'm so unhappy working for myself. And I was just so confused. I was so confused. So uh, I want to bring light to that tomorrow and okay. talk about how you can be unhappy in any type of situation, you know, sure. anything doing anything wrong will make it feel like a job. Okay, yeah. You know? Um, but it's a fine line as well, isn't it? Because you can have something you love, but there just could be one factor that's poisoning the well. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, and in both situations, it was uh, someone else who was causing, okay. was the root of my unhappiness. Okay. Um, and yeah, so also to go along with my talk tomorrow, I made a film. Oh, okay. uh, it's like a mini doc. It's 17 minutes. Wow. Uh, so it accompanies my, my speech pretty perfectly. And it's called The Cost of Learning. Wow. And it's about just that. Oh, wow. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So that's, is, is that, is that your creative space, the, the video side? Is that? Yeah. 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 Fo- uh, I'm a photographer and videographer. Okay. Photography first then? Um, actually, I started, video was first for me. Okay. Um, video came way before photography, hmm. actually. Um, it's the root of what I like doing. I like video more because I think it's harder. Okay. Um, 
I just find photography uh, very easy. Okay. Um, You've just isolated half the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. So tell me, before we go into it, I mean, fire in the belly, what does that mean to you? Um, that's a cool question. I think for me, fire in the belly is, it's something that like, it's hard for me to switch off. Okay. You know, like, it's not like, whatever fires me up, at the end of the day, like it's hard for me to stop doing that and, okay. and switch off and do anything else. You know, I was just having this conversation um, with someone very close to me, hmm. literally yesterday, okay. um, apologizing for not being able to switch off more often okay. because I just find myself like working all the time, but I, I love it hmm. um, doing photo and video work. So that's my fire in the belly. That's sure. what that's what makes me happy. It's like how do I how do I sit and watch Netflix hmm. when my mind is just going about all the things that I really want to be doing? Sure, sure. Uh, so that's what fire in the belly is to me. So when you say, I mean, is it the taking of the photographs in the video or is it the editing or is it the the reaction that you get when you put it out? Do you, do you know what part of it is or is it all of it? Sure, the, it's all of it. Okay. For me, it's creating something by myself and then putting it out for the world to see. Okay. I think that is the coolest thing. That's pretty raw. So you, yeah. you, you've either got it right or you've not, you get some instant feedback. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, but whatever, it doesn't even really matter about the feedback. I mean, there's negative things that mm. come back sometimes, but it's just that creating process. Just whether there's feedback that comes, comes back or not, sure. it's being able to put it out and have people watch it. Sure. Like that's, that's enough affirmation to start, I think. Sure. That makes sense. So take us back. Who are you? Where are you from? Sure. Um, Gabriel DeSanti. I'm 22 years old. I'm originally from Connecticut, which is the state right above New York mm -hmm. um, or above New York City. So cold is okay with you? Cold, yeah, cold is okay. Because <laughs> it's pretty cold today. It, it is pretty cold. <laughs> and it's a little extra cold because I've been in Asia for two months. Okay, just to make it worse, yeah. And so I just came back. And so I'm like, ooh, like yeah. 40 degrees would normally be like, yeah. Okay, but you know, nice. I don't know what forty degrees is in Celsius. Um, I six or seven, I think. In, in yeah, I think that's yeah, about right. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Um, so Connecticut born and raised. Connecticut born and raised. I moved to New York in October, so it's still mm. new to me. Cool. Um, but I live in Manhattan now uh, with my best friend, mm -hmm. and it's like a dream come true. Cool. Dream come true. Um, but I am. A photographer and videographer. I've been doing it full time for the last three years mm -hmm. now. Okay, uh, and it is an absolute dream to like wake up and do that every day. Sure, sure. And I absolutely love it. But be before the photo and video stuff. Um, I got into video when I was 13 years old, uh, making Call of Duty videos on my PlayStation. Okay, it was like making these gaming videos. Yeah, and that's how I learned how to edit mm -hmm. edit video. And I did that for a few years, and then over time, I was like growing out of the gaming space. Yeah. But I was making YouTube videos. Okay. Um, on in, what? In the gaming space. All, uh, all on Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah okay. It's just what I 
what what was your handle what was my fire in the belly <laughs> uh my handle was schmitty man two <laughs> <laughs> what's up guys schmitty man two here back with another video oh, i love it he's got the radio voice too yes. I like it. Yeah, yeah it was schmitty man two love yeah it. love it. it it was quite a funny is schmitty man two dead or is it still going um it's not a thing anymore it's more <laughs> of just like a meme between me and my friends that'll be like hey sure. where's schmitty man two at you know? <laughs> i still why I still two put, did someone take one uh, it was my. It was Derek Jeter played for okay. the Yankees. Um, right, okay. It was my favorite number because of him. Uh, Schmitty was actually a name of a camp counselor I had when I was younger. Okay. And I thought it was the coolest name I ever heard. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so Schmitty Manchu was born. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. So go through thirteen. You you've Call of Duty. You're doing your videos. You you sort of move it up out of that space then. Yeah. So around like sixteen, seventeen, I was mm. still making those videos, but I wasn't really feeling like the fire anymore in mm. that space okay but i still was feeling a creative drive like i needed to do creative things okay so i i dabbled in graphic design and animation okay. a little bit mm. um which was great and like gave me great experience because i actually find myself using those things now and so i'm grateful for the things i learned during sure. that time but it wasn't um it wasn't what fired me up the most okay and then I went on a trip with my friends to Philadelphia. Okay. And I I borrowed like my sister's camera or something. And that trip changed my life. Really? Wow. It was, I took a few pictures that I posted on Instagram and they like did way better than any other pictures I ever posted on Instagram. And I was wow. like, whoa, like that's interesting. Like, what what sort of pictures? What were you? Uh, they were like urban exploring pictures. We okay. went to like some abandoned places. Sure, sure. Um, just like different, like different than a, a selfie. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It, it might have still been of me, but it was like in this scene. Um, and they just, it did way better than any other photo I'd ever posted. So I was like, hmm, what would happen if I like kept posting more photos sure, sure. of like exploring? Hmm. So I kept doing it and it just like, kept doing better and better and better and better. Mm. And I was like, wow, like, this is fun. Like, yeah. I like this. And so I started making, uh, shortly after that, I started like daily vlogging. Mm. And that was so much fun. And that's sure. when I fell in love with video again. So I always say, I'm doing the same thing as the gaming videos, mm -hmm. just using a different tool. Mm -hmm. So before my tool was my PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Now my tool is my camera. Okay, well. Um, and, but it, I feel the exact same way. I get to make something by myself. Sure. And put it out for the world to see. Sure. And that fires me up so much. Well, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I started that when I was like, I would say 18. Mm -hmm. um, I, I started using a camera as my tool. Mm. And I've never looked back. Wow. So what's your, what's your specialty? What, what do you, you know, what, I suppose, no limits, what would you be doing? Um, sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, I mean, just in terms of, I mean, where does your passion naturally lie? Oh, okay. Um, I've, since I've started, even since 13, it's always been YouTube. Okay. Um, you know, I, I had my own channel for the gaming when I was younger, started my channel, another channel for vlogging mm -hmm. when I picked up a camera, um, and I've always lived in that YouTube space, and that's... Uh, for the unforeseeable future, that's where I want sure. want to be. Um, I've really found success in the last few years 
in the YouTube space, not necessarily for myself, okay. but working for other YouTubers. Okay. Um, and that's where I've found my happiness, sure. really. Um, Why is that? Just because it's in the YouTube space and it's, it's the space that I want to be in um, and grow personally in, but I needed to like learn first. Like there was, okay. I felt like I needed, I didn't go to school mm-hmm. um, for video or film or I didn't go to college at mm-hmm. all really. And so I felt like I needed to have a, a time where I learned that and that would be my education. Sure. And so for the past few years I've been working for other YouTubers, taking that time and allowing myself to learn sure. what I needed sure. to so that I can now take that and go do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you find working with other people's creative ideas or do you, you know is yeah. that okay or do you, you have your you put your slant on it or? so it it can go both ways uh like i said earlier i was doing exactly what i wanted to do but was very unhappy mm-hmm. i've had that working okay. for other people sure um but i've also had the time of my life like my best friend mm-hmm. uh, who i moved in with mm-hmm. in new york um He's a YouTuber, mm-hmm. and we've traveled the world together the past two years, wow. and I've had the time of my life, the most fun I've ever had, some of my favorite work that I've made, and just like being able to do that with a, a very close friend is amazing. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's, do you have any sense of where you want to go with this? I mean, is it, do you have a plan or? Yeah, so literally this morning, I posted my first vlog that I've posted since, my first video since I posted in like a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're just gonna run with it now. Cool. I'm just gonna vlog, make videos, make short films. Um, I don't know how often they'll be, they'll be often. Right now I'm gonna vlog daily, mm-hmm. um, but it's probably not gonna be a daily thing. Mm. Um, but it'll be like weekly or more than once a week. It's just gonna be often. And I have so many ideas that I wanna make, but if I don't make something to start, they're just gonna, I'm just gonna think about them forever. Sure. And so I'm just, I'm just vlogging for now just to get in the flow and just get that okay. creative process going for myself. Mm. Because I've been doing it for other people for so long. Sure. But I've learned so much in that time, and so now I. I'm ready to take it and run for myself. And creative process for you, saying there, and you know, getting into that flow. I mean, well, one, how do you normally trigger it, and how, what does it look like for you? Yeah. Um, so I just came off of this trip in Asia uh, with my friend Brett, and I was just so fired up. Mm. Just it's travel. When I travel, it it really does spark. Okay. Uh, the creative flow cool. um, because you get out of the zones that you're in every day mm. you know so if I'm in New York for for two or three months at a time like it might get a little stale mm. uh, and you know you're, you're not like in that flow state but then when you leave that zone and that comfort zone it can just change instantly and it's like a new spark you have new ideas sure. uh, you see sure. different things and you can come back to New York with a whole like book of concepts or ideas and, mm. or just a whole new like creative state sure so i think that that's that's where um like new ideas come from how how do you tend to how do you capture your ideas do you you know you mentioned a book there is there a physically a book or do you do you do it um yeah i write it in my notes like on my phone cool i just have like 
video ideas, and then I just have like random scripts. Like if I have um, like a line that I think of okay. that I like, I'll just write it down and sure. it'll just live in my notes and then I might go back and refer to it later mm. um, or it might just live there for a while until I find a place for it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Just sort of clear it all out. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, just to document it. And in the past year, I've definitely liked writing more. Okay. Um, so, I started So writing. physically writing or? Yeah. Well, writing, whether it's in my notes sure. or physically writing like in a mm. notebook, um, I've definitely started to do that in the past year. And I found it as like a second creative outlet. Okay. Um, and I mean, the writing doesn't go anywhere. It's only for me to see, like it's not like a blog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but usually it's writing for a film of, okay. some, of some kind. So it's script format, is it? Is it a? Yeah, okay. yeah, script format uh, pretty much. And I found that as like a second creative outlet, which mm. is cool. It's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, it's always interesting to see how that comes out, you know, and how you inspire yourself, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and do you find just different times of day or just different environments work better for you or? Um, no, it, not, not necessarily environments. It's more of like a state of mind kind of thing. Okay. Um, last year I struggled for the first time in my life mm. from anxiety. Okay. I would never, before last year, I wouldn't ever say I should struggled or had anxiety mm. and then last year uh i struggled pretty severely okay and so i wrote a lot it was just something that helped me cope and like get through those times um and so that state of mind in an anxious state of mind i find myself writing a lot more okay that's interesting because normally because people seem to actually introvert quite a lot but you you've 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 been able to externalize that's quite good it's um I'm not always the greatest at talking to people about okay. uh, how I'm feeling when I'm feeling that way. Sure. Uh, so it's my only one of my only ways to like get it out. Mm. I can't like keep, I know I shouldn't keep it in. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm struggling to talk to someone about it, sure, sure, um, I write it. That makes sense. Yeah. And are you? I mean, that's interesting. I mean, do you do you find what you feel and how you are inside is is how you're conveyed outside, or is there? A bit of a gap, or uh, I feel like I'm good at hiding it. Okay. Yeah, uh, which is bad. <laughs> I think I think it's bad. Yeah. I'm not feeling that way now, mm -hmm. which is great. It's like yeah. it was weird. The 2020 hit, mm -hmm. and like the anxiety switched off. Okay. Like I haven't had anxiety since the new year started. Well, so strange how that happened. Mm. Um, seems like cliche, like new year, new me, but. New decade. It's how it. It's how it happens. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, I'm thankful for that. No, it makes sense. In terms of, I mean, do you, do you have influencers in your life, or there's there's people you sort of look back or you, you look up to or look at? Um, yeah, the people closest to me. Okay. They're like, uh, what is the quote? It's like you are who you surround yourself with, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I just try to surround myself with super positive people. Um, and I just want to make cool stuff with my friends. Sure. That's important to me. And so as long as I get to do that, then that's what I'm happy with. Yeah. So I just try to be influenced by positive people who are around me. Mm. Yeah, I suppose I mean, having that positive space, it's, well, it's good for the mindset and good. Yeah. I know good myself. I mean, I've, I've had depression twice in my life and, you know, it's, it's, uh, I've never had anxiety or anything of like that, but I mean, it's, 
it's it's something once you're aware of it it's it's something you really got to manage yeah you know and it's quite something you know yeah. but um in terms then of actually um you know getting yourself across i mean do you think you know or do, do you have a style that you work to or do you do you work to a, a brand or a character if that makes sense um <clears throat> I'm figuring all that out, especially now that I'm starting again for myself. Like mm. I was behind the camera for so long. Yeah. So I definitely had a creative influence with for the people that I was working with, mm -hmm. you know, or creative influence or creative input on their projects. Mm. Um, but I think I do know who I am and I think I do know my voice. Sure. Um, but it's all just being, it's all very new now because I'm, just starting to do it for myself again. Sure, sure. Um, and so I think that I'll, I'll see that personality grow um, as the, the next few weeks and months go on. No, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, for someone who's 22, I mean, you're incredibly grounded or you certainly come across that way. Thank you. You know, it's, um, which is great. I mean, it's, why do you think that is? I mean, is there any particular reason or? I don't know. Um, do you feel grounded? Does that make sense? I don't, what, can you clarify, like, can you clarify? I, I suppose in terms of being clear, in terms of the number of people that actually don't know their passion or their outlets. Oh, okay. For you to have found that or to, to, you know, to be able to see that and connect. And even you mentioned happiness. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, I don't know, it's maybe my perception of the young age, people sort of, you know, it's very token race. So, yeah, yeah, I'm happy, but. Yeah. Okay. So I, I definitely have an answer for that. So I've done I feel like I've done a lot of things mm -hmm. that have led me to here okay so um, I went to a technical high school in the States which mm -hmm. um, means I learn a trade as mm -hmm. long as well as get like my normal high school education sure so my trade was computer-aided drafting um, which where I got hired full-time <laughs> so the job that I had talked about earlier sure um, was a I was a draftsman mm -hmm. for two years um, but I had to do that to find out that it's not what I wanted to do okay. because I thought, I mean, I had such a clear path set. I was going to, I was going to graduate high school, get a job as a draftsman and then go to college for engineering. And I did go to college for engineering for a year, um, before I was like, this isn't me. This isn't like, I feel a little bit creatively restrained because okay. I was more of a creative person. Sure. Um, Where did that original script come from? Is that something you'd chosen or is that just, was it? Uh, my parents. Okay, family um, trait, yeah. They, uh, my mom has, was like, um, did the books or like accounting mm -hmm. for, for a company. And so she would, she paid or wrote the checks for all the engineers at her company. Okay. And so she like, you know, sure. saw what an en engineers sure. made. And my dad is self-employed. Um, and he, he just works in endless hours. Hmm. He does uh, like heating and air conditioning, okay. um, which is like very labor heavy. Sure. And so they both wanted me to just have a job that was steady and mm -hmm. paid well. And so they kind of led me on this path of engineering, which sure. is cool. Like it's what they, they just wanted the best for me, sure. you know? Um, but then when I expressed that, I wanted to do my own thing. Hmm. They also understood that because my dad understands not wanting to work for someone else. Sure. Um, majority of the people on my dad's side of the family all work for themselves. Okay. Like his cousins, his sisters, 
Um, my older sister works for herself. Right. It's like a very entrepreneurial drive mm -hmm. in my dad's side of the family. So they definitely understood me wanting to do my own thing. Sure. Um, and also when I was younger, I mean, I worked in like three different restaurants. Cool. Um, so I did like the customer service side of things and like interacting They say you got to do that. You got to work in a restaurant yeah. before you've made it, you know. Oh my you? God. If, <laughs> if I got grounded from anywhere, it was the restaurant. I mean... <laughs> You grow up so fast working in those environments. How did you find it? Was it was it for you or was it just a, something? It was a great job as a teenager. Okay. It was great. Okay. I mean, I learned so much about people, mm. um, how to treat people, how to talk to people. Good, bad? Both. Okay. Both. Um, okay. You learn how people treat you. You mm. learn how people react to you. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm. Um, so I tried all these different things from working sure. in a restaurant to engineering. Mm. And I, from, I mean, even the graphic and um, animation mm. stuff, it, it all like was things that I, these were things that I didn't want to do mm. to get to where I, something that I do want to do. Okay. You know, so I, I think that maybe that's what grounds me. Okay. Um, and, and lets me know that I've found something that I like yeah, because yeah. I've done so many things that I didn't like sure. and it's just kind of guided me to here. It's a great way of doing it, you know, so if you can't find out what you do want, well, find out what you don't want. Yeah. And that, yeah. that narrows the field massively. Yes, definitely. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I've been able to do it at such mm. a young age because mm. I feel like there's some people who can go their whole careers mm. uh, doing something that they, you know, it takes them 20, 20 years to find mm. out what mm. they want to do finally sure. or, or realize that that's not what they want to do sure you know and i've i've been able to identify those things at such a young age mm. so i'm super grateful for that that makes sense do you, would you say you like yourself or you love yourself yeah yeah i have a lot of love for myself no, that's cool that's cool because uh, like you're saying there's a lot of people that answers no yeah. um which i i kind of struggle with and, and i know where they're coming from so it's you know it's uh, it's an interesting one but going back a bit, you mentioned about, um, you know, happiness. Yep. You know, and it's one of the words you're using in your, in your speech. Yeah. I mean, how would you, how would you describe happiness? Um, we touched on this in the film mm. and the analogy comes down to uh, the human needs. Okay. And so there's six human needs and when you're fulfilling each of those human needs. So give me those, love, certainty, uh, no? You have certainty, uncertainty, love, or connection. Okay. Um, and then there's growth, and there's one more, It'll come I back. forget. Um, but when you're, filling, mm. when you're filling the human needs, you're feeling fulfilled and you're feeling happy, but when there's something that is missing and it's okay. noticeably missing from one or more of those needs sure. then there's an underlying cost that you're feeling okay. um, which ultimately can cause unhappiness sure. um, or the feeling of not being happy um, and so so happiness to me is being able to fulfill mm. my basic human needs okay um, just being able to fulfill them you know you don't need to like go over the top hmm. because I I think that there is a cap to happiness okay. like happiness is a state mm -hmm. right it's not 
Um, there's an analogy of a guy who he made $12,000 a year and someone asked him if he was happy on a scale from one to 10, how happy are you? He said an eight. And then he got his pay doubled and they asked him how happy he was then. And he said, I'm a 10. And then they doubled his pay again and again. And each time he said he was a 10. Hmm. So how can he said that he was happy every time, but sure. he wasn't any happier after a certain point, hmm. right? So happiness is like this state of being um, after all your basic human needs are met. Maybe it's a sliding scale, is it? I mean, is it, is it something evolved as well? You know? Definitely. I mean, it can definitely hmm. evolve over time. Hmm. Um, and it evolves with like who you are as you grow as a person. Um, sure. It'll... It'll evolve as well, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's it's an amazing place to be. Just out of interest, what would you say holds you back? Um, hmm. What holds me back? Um, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I don't think I have any barriers. My. Last year, my mental health held me back. Okay. But it was the first time in my life that I've ever struggled from my, men- my mental health or anxiety. True. First time ever. So that held me back because mm. I've never had that feeling before. Mm. I've never had, been in that state of mind before. Um, so what changed you there? Have you, you know, have you taken any steps? Are you doing things differently to, to look at that? Or do you think it's a one-off? Or I don't know. Like I said, once the new year came, it's like it just went away. And I don't, mm. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I, I'm rejuvenated and I'm just ready to go and execute. Cool. Um, so if I'm in my normal state, I'll just call it my normal state. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I don't have to have that struggle again. Yeah. I might yeah. at some point, but hopefully not. Um, then I don't have things that hold me back. No, that's cool. I just execute. Yeah. No, that's a great place to be. So if we were to summarize Fire in the Valley even one or two words or similar, what would that be for you then? Like what is my fire in the belly? Mm. What does it mean to you? Um, passion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, passion and love. Cool. That's, that's what fire in the belly is to me. Cool. That's strong. Loved. Yeah. So how do we find you? How do we how do we look you up? Cool. Gabriel DeSanti. Mm-hmm. Uh, my handle on Instagram and TikTok <laughs> is Gabriel.desanti. Uh, on YouTube, just search Gabriel DeSanti. Twitter, search Gabriel DeSanti. Perfect. Uh, YouTube, Gabriel DeSanti. Yeah. Everywhere. Nice and consistent. Yes. I like that. Yes. I like that. Stands out too. Gabriel, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me really? on the podcast. I appreciate Cheers. it. Thank you. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without our great guests taking the time to share their personal journeys. And boy, boy, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So, all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly, and be the mightiest version of you. 